Hi, this is James Altucher. Thank you for listening to Eric Cabral's Entrepreneur Circle. On this episode... I think that we get programmed with a lot of weird things that we're just told they're saying. It's like, you know, two people come together to become one. People ask us that all the time, like, oh, how is it to work together? Well, it's great if you can figure out how to not have two people come together to come become one, but really have two people come together to become four. And so if we are able to 4X our impact, our production, our efficiency, our effectiveness, because we are in each other's lives, that's where the real, that real breakthrough occurs. You have now entered the entrepreneur circle. Hey there, folks. And welcome to the Entrepreneur's Circle, where we built a community that shares lessons learned throughout our journeys, celebrate wins, our eureka moments, and embrace the F word, meaning failure, which I've come to realize that failure is success in progress. I'm Eric Cabral, your host, a husband, a father of two brilliant girls, and I've been called a heart-centered entrepreneur by my peers and mentors. My mission in life is to make the world a better place one mic at a time. So I'm happy and humble to have you join in on that mission. And I hope that by the end of the show, we would have added value in your life. So if you're ready to jump into the circle, let's get to it. Hello, this is Josh McCown, CEO of Viva May Hospitality and the beautiful Renault Resort Winery. I have to tell you, the secret's out. And the secret is On Air Brands. On Air Brands Creative Agency, which specializes in launching podcasts, transforming live events into live streaming events, and social media marketing soup to nuts. On Air Brands has changed the game. There'll never be a day from here forward when you and I and our companies don't need to be on the air. Every brand needs to be on the air, but so few know that. So it's great to work with a group that are ahead of the curve and to find a company that has been built on the core foundation of the future of marketing. If you're ready to broadcast your brand like they've done for my brands, take the next step and make a change that can transform your business. Reach out to On Air Brands today. That's onairbrands.com. Yes, onairbrands.com. Welcome back, folks, to another episode of the Entrepreneur Circle. I'm your most happy and humbled host, as usual. I have some amazing people with me, and I say people if you haven't noticed, because it's more than one if you're listening to this podcast. Uh, but if you are viewing, you're witnessing what's amazing here. I have Dr. Sean Dale and Dr. Lacey Book with me. Thank you so much for being on the show. We're excited to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad to be able to reconnect. It's been a while. Uh, we've had some sort of cross-pollination. So many people from your world have come into my world and we've had conversations and I'm hoping to step into yours as well and some of the cool things that you're doing. So some of the cool things that you are doing is you've recently launched a, a website called gethopetoday.com uh, where I, I'm calling it The Vault, but it's all this amazing content that you guys have collected over the years that people can get a ton of value from. Uh, I highly recommend you check that out. But then also they have uh, an amazing experience called the Black Diamond Club, which I'm hoping to, to experience myself where they've had 
had friends of ours like Steve Sims attend, but they also uh, partner with David Meltzer, uh, also wonderful person to be around. And they have coaching and mentoring programs. They have the specific chiropractic centers, which is a franchise with 16 Maybe more. I, I maybe have outdated uh, kind of uh, numbers here, but it's a franchise that's nationwide, uh, from Boston to uh, Kauai, and they have a book and a podcast called "None of Your Business." So many things. <laughs> I only scratched the surface, but again, thank you, thank you so much for being here. It's our pleasure. Thank you for taking the time with us, um, and it's super exciting to be able to share with uh, your community that you have. Uh, one on one side works super hard to build, but at the same time, uh, super transparently teaching them how to make their own community, which is super awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we inspire people. I know it's not easy, but, um, you know, once you put out the value, people start to come, right? They start to to collect and find like-minded people. Or it's just good mm-hmm. to be around. So speaking of, let's let's get into the first question that I love to dive into. And, and we'll start with you, Lacey. Um, what was a eureka moment? that happened in your life? Uh, so Eureka moment, that big aha, right? I just have to say, Eric, so <laughs> wait, 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 wait. My, no, yeah, because here's answer. what happens. Here's what happens. We, we were prepped more or less like a, a 10,000 foot view of how this was going to go. And so knowing that that was going to be the question. Now you get the first shot at it. Now I have to see if you take mine then I'll I'm have not, to scramble really I, quick. No, no, I'm not taking yours because okay. it's mine. It's we'll mine. See. It belongs to well, me. I don't want to say, okay, <laughs> let's see. Let's see what you I say. Love so um, when Sean and I first got together, okay, see, when Sean and I first got together, uh, we had very different mindsets around money. And uh, Sean grew up a little uh, very differently than me. Um, I grew up where we didn't have a lot of money. Money wasn't free flowing. I started working when I was 14. So I always believed that there was this equal and fair exchange when it came to work and it came to earning the dollar. You put in this many hours, you get paid this amount of money. And that's that's all there was to it. And that's how it worked. And I know, I'm sure there's a lot of your listeners out there that have felt that or experienced that, or that was their paradigm when it came to money. So for me, I really had a lack mentality. I didn't understand what it was like to have an abundant mindset. I didn't believe that there was money all around us and you had the capacity to just wake up and earn whatever you wanted. And so when Sean and I got together, he would often talk about how, you know, money, you could just wake up and decide to create something and then you could make that amount of money that you desired or that you needed. But in this moment, when we first got together, we were very broke. And I'm talking about so broke that we lived in a 625 square foot apartment, two children, two kids, and we could not afford another mattress. They shared a hand-me-down couch that we had gotten from another chiropractic student. So for somebody that already struggled with a lack mentality and felt that there was this equal exchange of dollar an hour, to have somebody step into your world that was like, don't worry, it's not always going to be like this. We can create it. We can attract wealth and abundance into our life. I was like, you are freaking crazy. Like I thought he was nuts off his rocker. What is he talking about? And that was actually a, a really big 
um, issue for us in our relationship. And, you know, I know there's a lot of couples out there. They say one of the number one reasons that people get divorced um, and things don't work out is because of finances, because of money. Right. And so for us, this was really difficult. And, um, I had a life coach at that time that was, uh, she, she's wonderful. She's Russian and she's very straightforward. And she had just started to tell me that, you know, essentially I was the one holding us back in the relationship. And I remember hearing that for the first time ever. And, and, and that was my eureka moment. You know, I didn't resist it. I embraced it. And I had that realization that my negative way of thinking and, and my paradigm around black and, and my belief system around money was forever going to hold us back from stepping into true abundance. And so for me, that was the pivotal moment in my life where I really started to work hard at shifting my mindset around money to, to now today, always believing and working really hard to, to stay in that abundance mindset and believing that we can create and attract wealth into our worlds. I love that. It reminds me of the saying, um, you know, transformation begins with self-awareness. And once mm. you gain that self-awareness from your, your life coach, it's like, okay, I need to make a change, which is beautiful. Um, Sean, how about you? Any Eureka well, I was moments? Gonna, well, that was the Eureka moment but it, for me, but it wasn't the same effect. But I'll tell you a different one too. Um, much like how um, our relationship with you, we got connected, we've done some sort of superficial work, and then there exists a possibility uh, for deeper connection and collaboration. Um, I was connected to um, another, well, not another, um, an influencer sort of in the social media and media space. And somebody told me, you need to talk to this person. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll, you know, I'll take the call, which was not that normal for me. I'm very shy, introverted. I'm not the one like, yeah, I want to talk to everybody um, on my phone. And I was like, yeah, well, how can I help you? And And they were like, well, you know, I just try to meet somebody new every day and see how I can help them. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And they proceeded to tell me how, how many doors and opportunities that had opened by them doing that. And that conversation was somewhat of, well, was an aha moment. It was a eureka moment for me because I realized like it, I could use the crutch or the excuse and tell myself that I was introverted and use that as a reason for not connecting to people. Mm -hmm. But I really, at that point, just decided like, you know, I really don't have much to lose. And so began to surround myself first with mentorship and guidance. You mentioned earlier, David Meltzer, um, who has a policy that he'll give anybody five minutes. And I was like, well, I want to be able to give anybody five minutes. Um, and so I started doing that. And I've got to tell you, like a lot of these relationships that we manage today come from that Eureka moment where I just decided that I would be open to talking to anybody. So that includes any anybody who's listening to your podcast. If you email me, sean at blackdiamondclub.com, that's my email, sean at black, S-H-A-W-N, sean at blackdiamondclub.com. And if we can help you in any way, I'd love to jump on the phone with you. I'll give anybody five minutes, see how we can help. Um, what I've realized is that that has opened up so many doors and opportunities. You meet people that you just sometimes are like, how would I have ever met this person? And then you end up doing stuff with them. People ask us all the time, like, how are you creating all of these opportunities? And the reality is, the truth is, is 
We just opened up, or I had to, she's, Lacey's very outgoing and social, but I had to um, open up myself to be open to new relationships and not just on the surface, but exploring them, collaborating, um, meeting up and seeing what, what can be done to amplify um, two individuals or maybe two groups of, of people's strengths to reach even more people. Um, constantly looking for people that have a similar vision for helping others um, and bringing that message even bigger to the world. I love that. There's a new term that I've been hearing that sounds like it may resonate with you, Sean, uh, definitely with me. I'm beginning to re- realize that the labels extrovert and introvert, there's there's nothing really in between. And people have been talking about ambivert. Ambivert. Yeah. yeah, right? So I'm like, is that me? I think it is because I love people and I love being around people. Um, but there's there's only so much I could take where I need to go and recharge. I need to be by myself for a long time. So the longer, so we were away for an entire week in Orlando and I felt so drained. And I think that's also why I got a little sick here. And I'm like, I just need me. And I, I spent all this time myself. I love hanging out with myself and I love meditating and prayer, and yoga, doing all the stuff that I need to do in order so that I can go fill those cups later. Um, so I think that somewhere in between is a good place to be um, because any extreme, right, is not necessarily a good thing. You know, it's working, working really hard and burning the candle at both ends to go on the other side and just like doing nothing <laughs> and absolutely just immobile. Um, but let's talk about when um, you guys, I'm so curious and I know people here are also curious because I know uh, Lacey, you, you mentioned that, um, you know, when you guys were coming up and you were figuring things out, um, how did that all come to be? Like when, when, when you guys met, did you have your own practices? Where, take us through that sort of history and story. Yeah. So, we actually met, um, gosh, long time ago. Sean's really bad with dates, so um, he's really bad with time frames. That's so why never, you tell the story. That's why I tell the story. That's in 1974. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, we met in 1927. <laughs> um, so <laughs> no, so um, we met in 2006 at uh, chiropractic college, and at that time, actually, Sean was teaching there, and I was a student. Um, I always say it's not as crazy as it sounds. We um, we didn't start working together until after I graduated. And honestly, I, I went to chiropractic school believing that I knew exactly what my trajectory would look like, probably like many people when they go to school and met people along the way and had some radical shifts. Um, and then started working in an office that Sean had started uh, in Dublin, California. So we were both in Northern California and that was actually the very first office for the specific chiropractic centers, the franchise. Um, and I was working there. We, we actually, another kind of aha moment. And for anybody out there that's working with their significant other, you know, that's not always easy, right? A lot of people make it look easy. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of people make it look easy, but there's, things that you have to to work through in order to find that perfect rhythm of still having a wonderful relationship at home and having a wonderful relationship in the workplace. So started working in that particular office. And then um, sometime after that, we ended up dating. And we're like, how do we, how do we work through this and figure this out? And um, being the personality type that I am, I wanted Sean to be in the office with me every day. But Sean had these big visions of what our franchise was going to look like and how we were going to get our message out there and how we were going to grow and scale this thing. Um, but I was being selfish pretty much and was like, no, you just got to stay with me and we got to see patients together. 
Um, and then that wonderful life coach one day just told me again, um, not that I was holding the relationship back, but particularly that I was holding him back. And I went home one day and I said, Katya said this crazy thing to me. She said that I'm holding you back. And he looked me dead in the eyes and he said, you are. And um, that was the moment where I said, okay, you're not coming into the office anymore. And and that was a big learning lesson for us because we realized that up until that point, we were doing the work of one person like as two people, right? I mean, we were sharing the same workload that one person could have done. And that doesn't allow any business to grow and scale. And so we were able in that moment to split and utilize our strengths to change kind of the trajectory of where we were going. And instead of working at you know, two people at a hundred percent, we were now two people at, what do you say? 400. 400%, right? And that was a big moment for us. And that's what allowed us to begin to really move in the direction of starting the specific chiropractic centers. And then people love the model that we were creating. And we realized, man, business concepts are business concepts and we can teach them to everybody, not just chiropractors. But that, and that was going to be my, that was my Eureka moment. That was mm. what I was going to say, but it was very similar because it was that same sort of trajectory to lead up to that moment. And I think that we get programmed with a lot of weird things um, that we're just told they're sayings, like, you know, two people come together to become come one. one. Yeah. And, and, and people ask us that all the time, like, oh, how is it to work together? Well, it's great if you can figure out how to not have two people come together to come become one, but really have two people come together to become four. And so if we are able to forex our impact, our production, our efficiency, our effectiveness, because we are in each other's lives, that's where the real, that real breakthrough occurs. Um, and it's really frustrating. I think a lot of people that work together, yeah. a lot of their frustration is that they're attempting to come together to become one. And so then there's, you know, arguments like, well, we have to sit down and we have to both be in charge of the finances and we have to both be in charge of the decisions and the ordering and the relationships. And once you can figure out the delegation of responsibilities and utilizing each other's strengths, that's how you can really amplify because now you don't have to worry about some of these things that aren't in your wheelhouse because you know someone else that you love and trust, the person that you love the most on the planet is in charge of that area. So if you, as long as that's true, then you know you can fully and, trust them to do it. And this happens not just with significant others. This happens in many partnerships in business. We see this all the time where the delegation isn't clear and and literally they're being ineffective with how they're doing things in their business. And that's why they hit a lot of times these limitations of growth and scale. Amazing. Have you ever felt like a lone wolf in life? unable to engage in chats around the barbecue since you're doing things that aren't the norm? Enter GoBundance, a place for driven entrepreneurs, CEOs, or investors who want to experience world-class adventure, bucket list trips, high-minded conversations, authentic relationships, and an environment to learn and grow with like-minded individuals where you're able to share in all of your successes, your struggles, ambitions, and even your failures without being judged. It's the best place for men and women to come together to live epic lives and to grab life big. If you want to learn more about GoBundance, go to GoBundance.com and apply to be in the tribe. And I hope to see you at the next virtual or live event. 
There's so much here that we can talk about that I definitely want to go down, but I know we have, uh, you know, limited time because this to me is, uh, is, this is like where I live. I love talking about self-awareness and transformation and um, being able to know boundaries in your frame so that you can assist and help others because you have the awareness of your strengths. It's it's very much um, the visionary integrator roles is what it sounds like you guys are talking about. If anyone has ever read Rocket Fuel, uh, Gina Wickman, who wrote Traction and all those books, um, when you guys realize, okay, it sounds like Sean's the visionary. Like he's got all these long-term goals. He's got all these visions about the future and you want to work in today and build the business like here mm-hmm. now. Um, stop talking about five years from now, Sean. I want to talk about what's today and tomorrow. Um, when you can find a partner that understands like had the power of putting those two things together and then also being having the self-awareness that like, okay, this is my stuff and that's your stuff. And like uh, we live in those spaces and then when we come together, it's it's powerful. Um, so this is really good. Uh, I, I, I want to highlight something here. Um, that you guys are doing and you have done that I respect and honor very much. And I want people to be aware of it when they look into you and they start researching is that uh, Dr. Sean and Dr. Lacey have created what I call and what I love right now, which is powerful, is a personal brand. And you guys have taken it to the next level. You're at heights where most people, it's hard to catch up because you guys are so far ahead. Um, How did you identify that that was a need and that's something that you need to do and then also, how did you tackle it? Did you go from like, okay, I'm going to go associate myself with large brands like David Meltzer first and like be on their shows? And then when did the podcast, like your thing come in? Because that's all all that stuff together. You guys created your own content media, you know, inter team that produces, <laughs> yeah. food, which everybody <laughs> needs to do, by the way. Everybody needs to do it. I wish we had a glamorous answer because we would look, we would look really intelligent and smart. Um, it, it's all just by trial and error. But I will tell you this, the the evolution of why did we do it? Um, Lacey and I, by profession, as she said, are chiropractors. We're very passionate about that. And um, I worked previous to coming to the United States in Costa Rica, ran a very large office there. We were seeing hundreds of people every single day. And there is a realization that happens that, look, even though you know we're seeing thousands of people in a week, it's still really just a drop in the bucket um, of the world. And that's what we love is working with service providers who have a big passion to change the world. And there's this sort of eureka moment where you're like, man, I'm working really hard here. And maybe I'm really making a big dent in Grand Rapids, Michigan. But if I go to Detroit, nobody even knows what's going on. Like it's 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 a big dent, but it's not that big on a relative scale scale of the entire world. And so there was a conscious shift on uh, for Lacey and I. We're very transparent about this, is that if we were going to actually be able to communicate this chiropractic message to the world, we were going to have to create a personal brand that would give us a different platform to communicate that, which honestly meant for a little bit, stop talking about chiropractic 24-7, invest more in creating relationships and creating the content that people wanted to know about, exploring other gifts that we might have. We realized that people love when we talk about our relationship. People love when we talk about money because we look at money in two different ways and the ways that we view money and how that's been able to be used in our lives to create abundance. 
um, and us coming together and understanding that and then creating the abundance. That's super popular. People love to talk about that, good and bad. Right. One of the most popular things we talk about is realizing that there's money all around you and how the universe provides you signs. And like, you'll see a penny on the ground and a lot of our friends will just walk by by it. Like, oh, it's just a penny and how we are actually afraid to not pick it up. Um, And so that content ends up a lot on social media and people go crazy about that. Like, oh, that's insane or that's true. Um, I have to say, though, this was a pivotal moment in my ability to shift my mindset um, to to be able to see that the abundance in the world that was provided to us. And I was so committed when Sean talked to me about this concept of picking up every single penny, dime, nickel on the ground. I'll never forget. This is how committed you have to be if you want to shift your mindset. Uh, It was raining outside and there was this penny on the ground. And I get out of my car and I dip down and I pick that penny up and it was in a big fat loogie. And I was like, like, you know what? This penny was meant for me. There's abundance in the world. And you know what? I already did it. I'm committed. (laughs) I threw it in the car. And I was like, because I was so scared to tell the universe no, I am not open to receiving, right? Mm. <laughs> so, and, and that's so. and that's and that clip is mm. definitely going on that's social good. media. A hundred percent. Well, just you saying that for sure. And people are gonna sure. say, like, how can how can you have a multi-million dollar business and you're picking up pennies and spit? What's yeah, going I mean, on? But let's also talk about then like how we develop this. Um, we we were encouraged by a good friend of ours, Trey Llewellyn, who was doing a lot of content for in the e-commerce space yep. to explore bringing on a videographer so that we could start to archive and create more content. Um, you, everybody realizes that reality shows are very popular and people love to see not just the this look, right, with the, the studio and, and lights and everything, but also the behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So we put out an ad. Um, we didn't really know what we were doing. And we got a wonderful uh, videographer to apply, James, who's now the producer on our podcast. We just started making content. And then James started learning. You know, one of the great things is there's YouTube. You can right. learn a lot about anything on YouTube. And he started learning about what content works and what platforms and where to put it. And it started to grow. And same thing. We just kind of decided to make this podcast. Yeah. And started to have guests on. And originally we would just have, you know, people, we didn't really even know who they were. We, you know, this is Jane and she was good at cooking in the crock pot. And then all of a sudden it's, I'll say the key to that was we were committed. I was just going to say that. And I'm sure you can agree with that, Eric. Like you have to be committed to do an episode every single week, even if nobody's listening. And we were committed to making sure that we would just continue down that road and not give up on that. And now people reach out to us and say, hey, can can we get this guy on your podcast? And we're like, what? Like, oh my gosh, yeah, we'd love to have you. Um, so there, it wasn't, it wasn't because we're smart. It was just because we were committed. And, and honestly, too, we were committed to making mistakes, right? So we just learned along the way. And I got to tell you, We're like, and, and I, and I, and I, and I'm very gracious. Thank you so much for, for your very kind words, because I look at our personal brand every day. And I think like, man, wow. we're so behind, like, we've got to get, we've got to reach more people. We're so behind where we got, how do we, how do we figure this out? Um, and, and so, yeah, we're still learning. I have a TikTok or we have a TikTok channel. I don't even have TikTok on my phone. I guess that's where people make the most fun of me is over there on TikTok. So if you're watching, <laughs> follow us on TikTok. James put some pretty clever stuff up there for us. Yeah. 
at least you have a TikTok. Most people still haven't, you know, created one or if they did like me, you know, don't, they're not active in it. Mm-hmm. So, so at least you got that up. Um, but it's powerful what you guys are doing because I think there's a mission out there to, um, for us anyway, to enlighten people on, on how important it is to, to put your brand out there, to put your value out there and to understand that we're not living in the day and age of Tony Robbins where it's like, you have to pay for my information. Like we're in a day and age where information is free mm-hmm. and people will pay for the organization and implementation of that information. Right. And, or uh, I love this quote is people don't pay for information. They pay for transformation and people still haven't figured that out. And you're talking to that audience, right? You're talking to the doctors, the chiropractors, the bankers, the lawyers, the people who have professions, not a personal brand and they haven't figured it out yet. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's so powerful once you begin to lean into, and like you said, at least just be consistent and know that I don't care how many, don't pay attention how many people are watching. Don't care. Pay attention to how many people, how many downloads. Commit yourself to a year at the very least. Just keep creating content, and it'll show up. Even if it's mm-hmm. one relationship, it's one relationship. Oh, you, you know, could change everything. Um, so let's get into the part where we talk about embracing the F word, meaning failure. And I'll start with you this time, Doctor Sean. Well, I'm not going to take Lacey's. Oh, so. No, go because <laughs> then, then I can, I can, you know. Well, I think, I think two of them, you know, what's really interesting, um, just yesterday, Lacey and I were doing a podcast interview for our podcast with Tim Story mm-hmm. and asked him a similar question. And, and his, his, he said the same thing. I mean, it was a, it's a public, so I'm not, not ratting him out. Same thing that I would say, um, divorce uh, as a failure. You know, nobody, nobody ever goes into a relationship planning to be divorced now in a, as a coach and a consultant. Lacey and I have both consulted with people who are going through a divorce and the time it's, it's very difficult because you have that thought, like I've just you know messed it up. And then you talked about personal brand. So of course, if you're trying to develop a personal brand, and of course, if you're talking about relationships, people are like, yeah, but you're, you were divorced. Um, and so that's a difficult, that's a big failure that I think a lot of people um, you know, it's, it's a difficult thing, one, to go through because it's never, ever planned. No, nobody's like, yeah, I'm just going to do this for eight years and then I'll get divorced. Like that's never in anybody's plan. Number two, um, the stigma of what people think that everybody else is thinking, um, especially if we're in the space where we're, we're sharing information, where we're being transparent on the same tip of that though. Um, I think too, when I said, look, you know, I, I, I opened myself up to relationships and what that means is that we've been in professional relationships. You did take my answer. We've been in professional <laughs> relationships with people who were scam artists, who you know were just bad people, but they we, we were tricked. We yeah, were being scammed. We were scammed. And then what happens is people are like, yeah, I mean, hypothetically, cancel the thought. But like someone's saying, like, remember the time you were on Eric Cabral's podcast? Like that guy, you can't believe you guys would do anything with him. Mm-hmm. And we're like, yeah, but... That, that's not our fault, number one. Number two, we are at least open to being in relationships with other people. Because mm-hmm. if we weren't open, then we wouldn't be able to amplify our message or theirs. Because there's a lot of great people that we are in relationship with. And what that means is we're going to get duped every now and then. Um, and so you, you have that same thing, I think, just with relationships Relationships come and relationships go. I think that we should be committed, you know, to our our you know, the the person that we love the most, your marriage, your kids, your mother, your father, your family. That's what we're trying to 
absolutely make work 100% of the time, but even then it's not 100%, mm -hmm. um, but we're going to give everything we can to that. But we also need to be open. Like a lot of people sometimes when, when you get divorced, of course, you say, I'm never going to date again, right? Everybody says that, right? And then later you go through it and then you 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 find someone else and you're like, wow, you know, in my case, I was like, well, this is what a, a relationship could look like. Mm -hmm. Same thing in business. It's the exact same thing. You're going to have amazing power partners and, and people that you literally partner with on business deals and other people that, you know, they look really great on the surface. They know all the right people. And then when you start doing work with them, you're like, this is not right. That's okay. And, and, and be open to just move on and open to new relationships. That, I love that. that was a great answer. Thank that you. would have been my answer. But well, you get to embrace uh, that. <laughs> I would say, well, number one, I, uh, I think it was Steve, Steve Sims that told us one time, there's um, never failure. There's only lessons. And I just love that concept because I think that a lot of things, even with those relationships that went wrong, um, the times that we've got scammed, there's so many lessons to be learned in that to do things better the next time. So for one of the things I think about for Sean and I is, is um, we talked about this the other day, our superpower is the ability to look at other professions and industries and see what they're doing that are actually working and apply it into a way that can be utilized in the service provider world, right? These entrepreneurs. Um, and we've done a great job of that. But one thing we didn't do, and I, I guess I would call it a failure, but a big lesson is we didn't do that with investment and money. Like when we very early on, when we were getting started, we always reinvested our money back into ourselves and our business, which I highly recommend. I don't think that was a failure, but because we didn't ever have additional money to invest, we didn't learn about that. We didn't look at those things. Now we're killer at it. We've learned a ton, but I have wished if we had known what we know now, we could have invested $10 here, $20 there, right? Even if it was a small percentage that we allocated, we really could have set ourselves up and been way further along than we even are now. So I look at that and say, man, We've always been so good at learning from other professions and industries. I wish we would have learned about all the ideas of money, even when we didn't have it, right? Mm, so good. So good. Yeah, I, I I love the pillars that you guys have. And I know there are more, but, you know, like the people look to you guys to talk about relationships and people look to you guys to talk about money. Are there any other pillars that that you guys, uh, you know, pillars of content that you, you love to dive yeah. into? We do a lot on marketing and we do a lot on sales. Um, I think that too, I, I, I was thinking we should have started with this, but um, we're really big on giving outside the box advice. We think that all great coaching advice has to, the qualifier for, is this good? Is, is it counterintuitive? All great coaching advice is counterintuitive because if it were intuitive, you would be doing that already. So, you know, counterintuitive advice in marketing, counterintuitive advice in sales, counterintuitive advice in, in, in relationships. One of the ones that I love too in relationships, Eric, that we talk about is in our relationship, there's a rule of no compromise that neither Lacey nor I can compromise because if you compromise, somebody feels like they lost, right? So yeah. I wanted, I wanted to, I wanted a good ice cream. You wanted to eat a salad. But I compromised and I ate a salad. But then I'm like, well, I gave up my will so so that you could get the salad that you wanted. And so the idea in in our relationship is, well, how can we get both? 
in all cases, you want a convertible, I want a, a sedan. Well, how, how does it work that we can get both? Lacey and I live in Indiana and in Florida, right? So we're just, it's all about like, how can we accomplish all of your desires and all of my desires because we're together? And people say, well, how does that work? And it really, all it is, is a shifting of timelines. Time. Yeah, it's just a time shift. So maybe I want the convertible and he wants the sedan. And we decided we're going to get the sedan first. But the next thing that we're going after is the convertible. And I, I never had to compromise the convertible. I just had to wait a little bit longer. And then we'll do that with the next thing, just to make sure that no nobody is sacrificing, because that's the word that comes out, people say and utilize. Nobody is sacrificing for the sake of the other's vision or desires or dreams, right? I love that. That reminds me uh, of um, Never Split the Difference uh, mm -hmm. by Chris Voss, what you said there, right? That's a wonderful book about a negotiation. Um, well, I forget, but he's a hostage negotiator. Hostage and he talks about exactly what you said, Sean. Like there is no middle compromise thing. Like there is winning or losing. And yeah, it's just shifting that because I was always compromising, always. I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah, that's not that's not good for any of us. We got to figure this out. Um, so what is the, you know, I'm curious because you guys have so much going on and then we can start landing this bird. Um, what what are the goals like for the next six months? And then and then from what I'm, what I'm guessing, you know, maybe that's an answer for you, Lacey. Um, but then also, like, what do you guys think about over the next three to five years? Like, where are you taking all of these major because I feel like you've built all these planes, you know, while flying at the same time, you know, when, when are some of them going to land and, and, and what are you thinking? Well, number one, um, I think that every single day, both Lacey and I are um, extremely grateful um, you know, because it's not that long ago that literally we lived in that one bedroom apartment and mm -hmm. had to think about like, can we, you know, should we buy tuna fish or chicken? <laughs> like, like it's like every, I, I, we remind ourselves constantly. Like we would go into a restaurant and have to be conscious of the, what the prices were, um, not what you wanted. It was what we what could, could budget, yeah. what you could afford, um, and so. We are abundantly, abundantly blessed, and we remind ourselves of that all the time. And I think so. First, number one is um, just sort of staying in the moment of now. Um, and and I think that you know, as you were saying, I, I'll give you this one too. When you were talking about um, uh, the visionary um, and the integrator, another great book that I've never honestly heard anybody ever talk about is called Predictable Success by Les McEwen. It's an older book, and it's honestly probably one of my favorite business books. Um, where he talks about how he looked at these business and the the archetypes of the the people that come along and when they come along to make these businesses predictably successful, but the ultimate thing that that he found the key person in the deal was a synergist. Mm -hmm. um, and so, while trying to, if you are a visionary, the synergist understands that processes and systems in the moment are important that you have to we have to operate. And so, trying to not look super far ahead is is a, a very important thing for a visionary, like understanding and staying in the now and being grateful for the now. Um, but what I what I think that what we're chasing is impact. Um, I think that you know what we want to do is build the platform big enough to begin to awaken. You know, if if I just leverage this opportunity with you to all of a sudden start pushing a platform relative to health and wellness, that may not be the mainstream view currently. It probably doesn't land that well. And so 
first, we want to create the relationships and we want to create the platform in order to have the, the trust factor there so that we can talk about reasons why um, Lacey and I don't take pharmaceuticals. And a lot of people think that we are a lot younger than we are. Well, why is that? The things that we do um, in our health and wellness, the parts of, of what we do with our belief systems relative to how the body works. And it's not just a belief system, it's science versus the mainstream stuff that we're taught. Now, if I just decided to buck against the mainstream um, ideology with health and wellness, well, I'd just look like an idiot. And so Ultimately, those planes that we have up in the air are building trust and credibility and providing a platform for a message that we hope that we will recognize when the time is right, when we can bring that message to a greater number of individuals and make an even greater impact than we were doing in our practice one person at a time. I love it. So good. How do we go anywhere from there? That was such a mic drop moment for you, uh, Dr. <laughs> Sean. That was amazing. Um, but I do want to give the uh, audience an opportunity to reach out. Definitely check out the None of Your Business podcast, as well as looking for it on Amazon and all booksellers. It's funny, the days of Barnes. Do we even talk about Barnes & Noble anymore? I know. Um, yeah, yeah. But it is cool if your book is on those shelves. And, like That seems legit, right? Um, but yeah, how can people reach out to you? I know we had mentioned um, gethopetoday.com. Um, but yeah, what are the best ways that they can contact and work with you? Well, that's the primary. I want to encourage everyone to just jump on gethopetoday.com. It's not a it's not a sales page. It's it's tons of content that content um, that was most loved by the people that Yeah, it's our most popular content that we just decided it's content that we've sold in the past. And so we've just brought it now to because everybody loved it. We've brought it and put it all in one place. The book is there. I mean, everything um, that people have told us was impactful or useful in their lives. There's a couple of keynotes. So jump on gethopetoday.com. If it's on the personal level, if you have a question, again, just email me, Sean at blackdiamondclub.com. Um, Lacey, I'm accessible and Lacey is accessible through social media as well. Um, Instagram, Facebook. Um, if you're saying stuff to us on TikTok, James will have to tell us. <laughs> I, I don't have that on my phone. I prefer Instagram, um, Facebook. Yeah, yeah, Instagram, Facebook are great places to, to get a hold of us. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, congratulations on everything, life and business, the family. Uh, I really, truly admire and honor you guys for everything you've done. I, I really look up to you guys and, you know, ho hopefully we're all going to meet and hug and, and see each other very, very soon. So thank Absolutely. you. Again. That is a deal. That is a deal. That's it for now, folks. If you'd like to stay in touch with the show, you can contact me directly at eric at onairbrands.com. That's eric, E-R-I-K, at onairbrands.com. And if you aren't already subscribed to the show, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. And please recommend us to one or two people in your circle. That will go a long, long way to growing our community. Also, if you could rate us on iTunes, just take a moment uh, to give us five stars. And if they have more stars, give all of them. We'd greatly appreciate you for that. And always, always like, subscribe, and share, share, share this show on social media. We'd love you for that as well. And if you have any ideas or want to hear something on a future show, please hit us up. Maybe you have a question for one of my guests or you want to uh, tell a story, a success story. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can do that, especially if you're on the Anchor platform. You can leave us a voice message. We'd love to incorporate you and your voice on a future episode. Once again, folks, thanks again for listening to the Entrepreneur Circle. Please like, subscribe, and share share, share, share. I am Eric Cabral. And as always, remember, your network is your net worth. So get in the circle. <laughs> <laughs>